Welcome back to Distinct Nostalgia. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. Tuesday is now home to our specials. We've got some great programmes coming up. And for our first special series, four programmes presented by Queerest Folk star Craig Kelly. In Kelly's Heroes, Craig reminisces with some of his showbiz friends. Last time he chatted to Life on Mars star John Sim. This week, among other things, Craig remembers a British film classic as he catches up with Full Monty star Hugo Spear. Enjoy! Kelly's Heroes Right, for my next guest on Kelly's Heroes, Hugo Spear, terrific actor, very well known for The Full Monty, that was his breakthrough role, but has worked prolifically in TV and film and theatre ever since. He's a director too, he's a great mate, and he's my next guest. And the phone rings. Hello, mate. Huge. <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm living the dream. I'm actually walking through uh, Queen's Wooden High Game, so uh, so you can have some nature nature noises as we're doing this. Do you know what, mate? Yeah. That is one of my favourite spots in in in, in London. It's it's magical. It's a hidden gem. Isn't it? Because I used to live in Muswell Hill. Um, yes. Before I sort of grew up and sort of settled down and everything, I had a bachelor pad, shall we call it? Yes. Possibly an infamous one in uh, Church Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> Musbury Walk. Musbury Walk, as a mate used to call it. Oh, you used to live in Musbury Walk? And I was like, it's <laughs> Muswell Hill. Um, and so that wood, yes, it's beautiful. So so that's yeah. really nice, mate. Um, is the birds so chirping behind I'm, you? I'm, I'm socially distancing yeah. from uh, from everything and getting some exercise at the same time. It's all good. Let me start off. What I normally do, mate, is um, I like to ask questions from my children first, just as a little cheeky oh, warm yeah. up. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, fire away, Craig. Fire away. Right, Vincent, four years yes. old. Very important question. This. What does your car look like? What does my car look like? Yes. It looks like um, an angry bubble. <laughs> what, what kind of car is it? It's it's it's, um, it's a Range Rover Evoque. You know they're kind of kind of boxy and, and sort of, but then they've got like kind of like angry face. Uh, uh, and it, is it red then? Is it? It's not. It's uh, it's um, Scotia Grey, which is a kind of like uh, a subtle uh, light sort of. Metallic green and grey sort of thing. Why did I say red? Was it because you said angry? Because it's angry, I think, yeah. It kind of creates the, uh, the impression that it would be red. But it sounds sexy to me, mate. It sounds like a nice car. It's all right, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was paid for um, by uh, suing the Sun newspaper. So, oh, um, can you tell me more about um, that? You know, I was, I was one of... Hundreds of people who had their telephone um, hacked back yeah. in the late nineties, early two thousands, early noughties, 
And yeah, I went through the I went through the process of, uh, of taking them to court, and uh, and they had to make a settlement. So I was able to buy a nice car from her. Um, how did you find out? Is it possible that I can too get a nice car? Oh, mate, do you know what? Chances are, yeah, um, they would. They probably have at some point had your phone. The only way the, the way you can find out, is, I mean. It's basically because if your mates have had it done to you, and you're, and if you're, uh, obviously your, your number's going to be in your um, in your friend's contact list. Yeah. So that's how they did it. Basically, they'd go into someone's and they'd say, "Oh, look, so and so's on that list. Let's let's hack their phone as well and see what juice we can get from that." I mean, it's um, it's unbelievable, isn't it? The dirt, the arrogance, the scum of it all. It's absolutely disgusting what these people, how they behaved. And so, you know, and most of them uh, have behaved with impunity. So many of them have got away with it. Some big names, which I won't mention, you know, it's just walking around, clearly having been complicit, but clearly, you know, they, they've got away with it so far. They now have a whole list of people who did get put in prison, uh, their, um, private investigators and all that sort of thing. My they've God. got... Um, They've got like you know notebooks full of these of, of all this stuff, and they've got receipts um, of payments that they received from the newspaper um, with effectively what they were tasked to do. And uh, you know, go and see Sp- Spears' parents and see if you can get any dirt on them. Oh my god! Having, having these people turning up on his doorstep and he was obviously very confused. It's almost enough to make one join a political party and and, and do something about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, well, yeah. Except, except for you know, you do. I think once if you did actually try get into politics, and I think a lot of people do get into politics uh, for, for good reasons. I think very quickly they get corrupted or realise there's very little they can do because the system is yeah is, uh, fundamentally um, morally bankrupt. Anyway, I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, what can you do? Well, okay, well, listen, let's leave this scum behind. Here's a second question from Vincent. From the Vince. Um, yes. Let me. Th- oh, no, do you know what? From Frida. If, you were, oh, an, okay, if okay. you were an animal, what animal would you actually be? Right, okay. Uh, well, I'd, I'd love to say something majestic and muscular, <laughs> like, a, like a wild stallion or a, yeah. or a, or a, a, a goshawk. But I think probably not most realistic, realistically something like a sloth or a pangolin or something. <laughs> I think you're putting yourself down there, mate. Possibly. A sloth? Yeah, yeah, the pangolin's got had some bad press of late for obvious reasons, you know, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe a nice doggy, you know, a friendly, friendly dog. Uh, yeah, I put you definitely you in that people. category, mate. A sloth. You're Hugo Spear, for Christ's sake. Yeah, all right, a nice hey? dog, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a gorgeous dog, a dog that I'd like to own. Not own, actually, that's the wrong expression. The dog that I'd like to have share my life, okay? Beautiful, man. I'd never oh, own you, Hugo, nice no one. Iran, a nice uh, Hungarian Vizsla or something like that. Yeah, but I'd never own you, Hugo. Let's just get that right. Let's just get that clear. Of then. course. Um, no, it would be, it would be a, a mutual respect relationship. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Oh, mate, we would groom each other, no problem. Well, I, We'd take I, care I of each other. I occasionally get to take you for walks Sunday <laughs> mornings, even though I'd be the dog. <laughs> um, uh, and, and the final kids question, um, 
a very sweet one, I think, you know, because Vincent was very adamant uh, about this question being asked. I've just seen a car driving through the woods. I didn't think that was allowed. Is it? Is it your Range Rover? It's not. No, because I'm, I'm walking. Yeah, but, but someone might have taken it from your drive because they knew that you were doing Kelly's Heroes. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Would yeah. be a bit trippy. Um, yeah, so, if you hear me sort of screaming and <laughs> running really quickly while doing the interview, you'll know it. That's exactly what's happened. Well, like sprinting away, sloth-like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next, like a speeding sloth. <laughs> I'd like to see that shizzle. Um, next questione yeah, is yeah. what? It, there's two parts to this question. Okay. Okay. So part A is what's your favourite supper. And part B is more important for Vincent. What's your favourite pudding? So two questions for one there, big boy. That's good. I can handle those. I'll do those. Um, 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 Right, I think nothing can be a traditional fish supper in the newspaper drizzled with salt and vinegar. Oh, mate. And I'll I'll even go the little side of mushy peas as well. Mate. Um, Mate. But yeah, out out of the out of the paper and the smell when you unwrap it, I just you know you just eating it with your hands. There's nothing like it. Beautiful. But out of that, and when I do, just as I polish that off, yeah. I'll be I'll be casting uh, an eye over a little bowl of profiteroles Ooh. with uh, cold cream in the middle and drizzled with hot chocolate sauce. Over oh, it. Jesus! Probably what? one of those little one of those little mountains, you know, that you maybe there's like. Uh, half a dozen and you, you know, you know you, well, you've piled them on top of each other in a sort of pyramid sort of shape and then you drizzle the hot chocolate over the top of that oh mate listen you're a man after my own heart. Um, I've actually made myself slather. <laughs> I just want to go back quickly to your fish supper. Is there such a thing as getting fish supper in newspaper? Is that possible? Well, basically, I've taken myself on a trip down memory lane yeah. back, back up to Yorkshire and how it used to come. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And the same, like, when I was at six or seven, we would we would have a little square sort of where we used to live, and there'd yes. be this brummy who would serve us chips, and I'll never forget her, right? She said to me, do you want gravy on your chips, bib? <laughs> and to this day, I still have gravy on my chips, bib. Brilliant. Um, so listen, let's I, get... You just reminded me, actually, very quickly, you reminded me, there was, uh, when I was at uh, trauma school in West London, our uh, chef guy, uh, he was called Tony, but he was uh, he was an Italian brother, and he used to say, all right, mate, how's you going? What's your fancy today? I said, oh, I'm all right, Tony. How's the, uh, what's, what's the ravioli like? He said, oh, it's very fresh, mate, Italian. Want to try some? <laughs> <laughs> he'd, always done a, he'd, he'd always try and uh, uh, push... Uh, the, the one that wasn't going, he was pushing that on his head. Very fresh, but he nice. Do you want to try some? I, I was, I was, I was expecting that, that that kind of guy who has the mix of the two accents. Do you know what I mean? Like Jan Mulby when he used to play for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Because he'd be like, um, "Hello, yes, when I first came to Liverpool, like I went to the nightclubs and f-ing brilliant, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then uh, would play into football and uh, he'd have a shower with the lads after the brilliance. Um, That's it. Um, how are you coping with lockdown? Come on, let's get, let's get, let, if you can be honest with me. I think I've actually been enjoying it far more than I should have Yeah. Um, certainly, certainly up until this week, and this week I've just gone, do you know what, I'm a bit 
That's a real negative of this lockdown, then, eh? Because yeah, your man can't be taken away, brother. My special space, that's, that's now been, uh, oh. been usurped. It's been overtaken by you, little girls. Oh, mate. I mean, yeah, just well, the dream, living the dream would have been me coming round, being allowed to come round in your man cave and just giving you a little cuddle. Just, just well, like, you know, a friendly little cuddle. Crack open a couple of little cold ones exactly. while you're there. Oh, mate, I mean... appreciation for your tenderness. Well, you know what? I feel the same, mate. I feel exactly the same. I'm very, very fortunate to have a nice house, a nice garden, uh, a lovely street, you know, two great kids and a a wife who who actually sees... A beautiful wife. Thank you, a beautiful wife. wife. Um, Yes. Um, and, uh, but she, she has the patience of a saint. Even her patience has been tested to the limit, which means that I've had to find oh, yeah. another gear for myself because I've never been known for my patience. <laughs> and that's what I find I've done. I've had to go to another level. In fact, I've stopped drinking for five weeks because I found that when I had a hangover, I was quite grumpy. You know what? That's funny, that isn't it? I, had, I did actually have toyed with the idea of maybe uh, laying off the booze, but then I realised that's possibly the only thing keeping me sane. Yes. Um, anesthetic, so, mate. Anesthetic. Yeah. I did. I did one day, and then then I then I started I started shaking. Um, <laughs> that's called DTs, mate. No, that's possibly what it was. <laughs> it was also the, 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 the you know the stark fear of uh, sobriety. I might still do it, you never know. Something else I've done, which I'm I'm really happy... There's a few things I've done, actually. Stuff that I've been meaning to do for a long time, I've actually been able to do. Like what? I feel quite like this. A while back, quite a long time ago, I had a coffee table made with a a glass top, and it's kind of like a drawer on the inside. And for for years, I've been sort of uh, collecting bits and bats, little mementos from around the world, places that I've been, yeah. jobs that I've done, uh, all that sort of thing. So, for, for instance, like, you know, like uh, a gambling chip from Vegas or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or um, a, a soccer aid medal or something like that. Little things like that. And obviously photographs of, of what well, people that I've, that I've met along the way. But generally speaking, you know... Um, uh, famous ones. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna go into that because uh, the clanging noise as I drop. Are you telling me that I'm not on this table? Is that is that what this is? Whole, this whole podcast has become about. You're now going to tell me that I'm not on that table, right? Oh, mate, you're plumb in the middle. Oh, man, don't do that to me. Oh, my God. Hey, really. Oh, you <laughs> cruel, cruel uh, but, mofo. No, but you, I tell you, I tell you what is the whole. Uh, yeah. No, remember when we met? Yes. 
was uh, was out in Prague, wasn't it? Yes, that was. Well, um, I think we'd met briefly before in passing, but that was certainly the first time I got to know you. Possibly we'd met in the Groucho Club yeah, or something like yeah, that. Which doesn't but, count, um, let's face it. It doesn't count because, no. A, we were probably wildly, overly refreshed. I would say so. remember it anyway. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that, that doesn't count. But so mm. there's the whole, I've got a photograph in, in, the, uh, in the drawer of yeah. the, uh, on the coffee table drawer of the whole cast, all of us together in our costumes. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, that was, that was a pretty star-studded uh, lineup, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Some of whom, of course, were in the uh, the award-winning trick or treat. <laughs> well, multiple award-winning trick or treat. Well, I, I have a feeling we may come to it at some point. Well, you know what, mate? Let's have a quick chat about that now. Let's just get that out of the way. Why not? Why? Why, why did you get involved with, with that award-winning four-star rated film? How did you get involved, Hugo? My prerequisite for work is always uh, a killer script. You know, it has to be good. I was sent the scripts by a, a very dear friend and a lovely man yeah. uh, by the name of Craig. Oh, that's you, mate. I know him uh, well. I always said that and, and uh, I said, would, would you like to be in it? And yeah. I said, of course, mate. I'm an actor. Yeah. Uh, I like doing, I like dressing up and pretending. Yeah. I was actually doing another job at the same time, so yes. I couldn't take the slightly beachy role. No, you but couldn't. I did take the, yeah. the cameo, the cameo role of the comedian, is briefly on the, on the television. We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying oh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I got lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit But it's a great role. It's a great cameo. It really is. For me, it's a really powerful moment in the uh, in the film because it really sets the stall out. And look, I'm not just saying this because you're doing this for me, but you nailed it, mate. You absolutely did. And 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 also, what I'd really like to share at some point to the world is your stand up yes. routine because because we, we filmed what we filmed about ten minutes of you doing stand up in the style of a seventies comedian, right? That's right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was. Uh... Channeling all sorts of oh. strange, strange people from back in the day. You're, 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 um, you're absolutely brilliant, mate. And uh, you know, an example, an example yep. was Doctor. I can't pronounce my T's, my F's, my H's. Doctor says it goes very further than that. Then. <laughs> and that's exactly how he said. You see, you've got the. the, no, the, exactly the, the he talks like that. <laughs> you got the voice, mate. You know what's mad about it as well was um, when you were doing it uh, and you turned off, right. uh, and I had not told you to do a ten minute set. I just said, just give us, you know, sort of give us what's in the script. It was a ninety second or sort of two minute bit, and you just you just created this character and your looks and your pauses. And I was almost in tears with how much work you put in. I said, Hugo, man, thank you so much. You smashed it. And you went, well, I'm a I professional, guess, uh, Craig. I really enjoyed it. And I was probably scratching the itch at the same time. Because, uh, yeah. uh, obviously, I think, the, 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 I've toyed with the idea of, of you know, stand-up comedy a lot of people have. Yeah. But I imagine it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, you've got to have some killer material. You've got to have complete faith in it. 
And, you know, the thought of literally just standing there with tumbleweed going past and, and a few coughs and, you know, absolutely zero appreciation and, or getting booed off or heckled is just too terrifying. So, but it's not going to happen. To do it in a, in a safe environment like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously getting the, uh, get the laughter track put on afterwards to even make me look like I'm genuinely funny was, uh, was, was a joy. Yeah, but you, but you really were, and actually, I've just thought of, a, of an act that you could do. You could actually do that, but hide behind that character. So there's, well, there yeah. must be a, a, there must be something in that, mate. You could go do the rounds, pretending to be that guy. So you, you could actually get away with murder. You could what suddenly you sort of bring back Some, someone Gubbins, wasn't it? Um, Bernie Gubbins, wasn't it? Bernie Gubbins, that's it, yeah. Um, Bernie Gubbins, you know, a little bit like Les Dawson. You're not going to know him, Jim. You've won a blankety blank pen and shit book. Um, <laughs> now, going straight straight from that yes. classic film to another classic film, yes. Full Monty. Ah, so, yes. mate, I would imagine that changed your life. I, I, I think that's uh, a fair assessment, yeah, yeah. Virtually overnight, as it turned out. To be fair, I don't think I've done that much. I was fairly anonymous. I don't think I had a, any sort of particular profile before then. What was that shoot like? Did you know? Like, was it total? You know, like you know how some films can be like the worst experience of your life, and yet yeah. somehow they're amazing. And sometimes it yeah. can be the most joyous experience of your life, and then the film's I mean, total. Sh- so, yeah, what was yeah. this one like? Well, for me. I had an absolute whale of a time. I was happy as a, as a pig in boo. Um, and it, because it was such a small budget, the whole cast and crew, they weren't, obviously, they weren't a massive amount. We all stayed in the same hotel. You know, we were in the bar every night until the wee small hours. I think I probably survived on about four hours, Kip, um, throughout that whole shoot every night, sometimes less, rarely more. Um, um, and we just, I just, Loved it. I was having an absolute way of the time. I was literally living the dream uh, because this is what I wanted to do, you know, uh, all my life. Now I was making this movie, um, and you know, and it was funny, and the the other boys were lovely, and we all got on really well. Uh, I know it's uh, famously Bobby didn't enjoy it. He didn't have the greatest time, but I didn't. I didn't really sense that at the time, probably because I was constantly nursing hangovers or just laughing all the time so I didn't really notice but um, and all of us you know we had we had one trailer that we were all getting changed in and you can imagine it we're always like hopping on one leg trying, trying to get your trousers off and bouncing off each other and just giggling and was it, it was, that small a uh, budget then? So you don't think of that film as, as a low budget film at all when you think well, of it in your head you really don't just so you know it was, yeah. it was uh, three and a half million dollars US dollars to make yeah, uh, and it took over two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. That's uh, quite a good return. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, if only I'd been offered a percentage point on that. I was going to ask um, you that. Did you get any points? I didn't have um, a profile high enough to be able to do that at the time. Sadly, it obviously, in retrospect, if I'd known it was going to do as well as it did, I possibly would have said, "Listen, don't pay me anything." Yeah. I mean, like, we got. We didn't get a lot of money, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I would have said, "Don't pay me anything, but give me a percentage point for every, every, uh, uh, everything over." Once we've made a hundred million dollars, and they would have just laughed in my face, thinking, "If we make a quarter of that, we'll be laughing." Yeah. But to actually go on and make two and a half times that would, it would do. So I would have made money then. But there's lots of there's lots of uh, you know uh, 
things in retrospect. You think if if Sinan's if Sinan's were pots and pans, Craig, the world would be a kitchen, and I would be a very wealthy man. Well, at least listen. Hindsight is you know is a wonderful thing, but also it's very very difficult to get points on a film anyway, unless you're the the, the star and you've just done Train Spotting. So, yeah, and and also even if you do get points, you better make sure that they're points on the gross because believe me. There's no, oh, mate, yes, there's yes. no, there's no money to be made from net profit, um, no, well, as you well know. Your penny, penny pinching bean counters have done their work. There's very little left, really. There? There's some very creative accounting in that. They're a Hollywood. <laughs> to say the least, yeah, yeah. I think you're a very good director. That's kind. Well, well, I do, and I'm surprised you haven't done anything. Uh, since your short film called Mam, yeah, written yeah. by your beautiful wife Viv, I, you yeah. know that I loved that film. You know, you showed it to me, and I, I just got it. I just understood it, and you know, I thought it was a beautifully told story. I, you know, I am interested as to if you're so good at something like I think you are. Are you tempted to get back behind the camera? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am actually, yeah. I think if, if it was something, it was something I'd have to I'd, I'd write myself, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in the fortunate position that I'm, I'm busy. Well, I was up until the lockdown. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that I managed to keep working. And, and I think, yeah. to be fair, I don't have the discipline that Viv has. She's she, in the office with the door shut from nine o'clock until, you know, she's there all day working. I will do Trusting. anything. I will find excuses to do anything but sit down and concentrate on what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. when it comes to writing. I mean, yeah. I've got I've got stories. Yeah. And to be fair, we have uh, one of one of the things we've vaguely achieved is is uh, together, uh, Viv and myself, is we've written treatment for a, a four part television drama, uh, or a pitch rather than a treatment, but a sort of two three page pitch. Yeah. Uh, which has gone to her agent, which is now out at various. TV stations. So we may, we may get a bite of that, and then I'll have to, then I'll have to sit down and, and at least sort of be involved in the development. I mean, what I t- t- tend to do is just pace up and down, and say, "What about this?" and that would be good, and yeah. you know, I'll come up with with names and there's funnies and bits and bats without actually sitting down and uh, and, and typing it out. That's um, what I'm like, yeah. mate. That's what I did with yeah. Trick or Treat. But I threw a lot of ideas his way and did help with the uh, script. But actually, all the graft was him. You know, he did well, yeah, every, but then you every, put, every bit of the graft. Well, he put in a killer performance as well, mate. Don't forget. So that oh, was that thanks, was a bit of hard work. So, you know. Well, you know what? I, I think about a week before we started filming. You know, I had to take my producer hat off because I just thought I, I, I can't I can't I've got to now step back I've got to sort of get get in the skin of this guy but actually uh, looking back I think I was more method than than I've ever been because when I think back for whatever reason um I think I did get a bit down weirdly you know what I mean like I think it was because of the themes of the film and the existential well, nature yeah, yeah. of it all I think got to me and I, I perhaps started questioning my own mortality and my own life and I think I was harking back to the good old days quite a lot so I, I now in hindsight I can safely say and I think my wife would agree that maybe I did have a midlife crisis so actually maybe I'm more of a method actor than first thought <laughs> just, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw some random questions at you. But, um, you know, yeah. I just wanted to know what actor have you ever met or worked with that has just blown you away? I mean, if anyone, any of your heroes or any any actor, it doesn't necessarily have to be the world's most famous, but is there anyone that, I don't know, just blown you away in some way? Um, I mean, there's certainly people I feel very 
comfortable and inspired by well, as I'm working with them. People, good, good actors. I enjoyed watching Tom work, Tom Wilkinson work. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. obviously Gerald in, in, in Full Monty. Yeah. And uh, I loved working with Sarah Parrish as well. I, found, I think yeah. she's a, a, a fabulous actor. She is. Uh, and we worked together on uh, Hearts and Bones. Yes. And it's just, and you enjoy working with them because a tremendous fun. And then, but th then when you watch them work, it's real. Um, and, and, and listening. I don't think there's any that I. Uh, I don't sort of hero worship anyone or anything like that. You know, it's not even a proper job. It's dressing up <laughs> and pretending. It's basically doing stuff that we've been doing since we were about two or three years old. Yes. And getting paid for it. True. You know, I'm, true. Still, I'm still waiting for the find the outy police to come and find me and make me do a proper job. Just before we end, I would like to do a little section and that's and that's essentially it's me and you in our favourite pub uh, we've sank oh. a few sherbets you know sort of I've been on the orange and lemonade you know you've had a couple of bitters um, and we're right oh. at the end arms around each other we're singing your favourite song now yes, what is it? what's your favourite song? well I think uh, it's, it's actually quite appropriate at the moment it's uh, it's um, Life by uh, Frank Sinatra you know that I love a bit of Frank don't you? But you I think do. I do, mate, yeah, because you, you, you know, you're quite nifty with your, with your little voice, actually. Well, you know what, mate, though? You're not sort of getting away with that one because I'm just going to get my mouth organ and I'm going to get the right the right note here. And I you... I'm going to change a couple of the lyrics, mate. <laughs> well, would you be brave enough to just sing it for me and then I'll sort I'm of like... come in sort of when I can? Yeah, all right, then. So let me just find a note for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Higher, lower, harder than ice, you say. Good guy, good guy. Nothing for... Higher, lower, Good guy, good guy, good guy. <laughs> do you want there? <laughs> what do you want? Oh, 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 here we go, here we go. <laughs> Hit it. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're self-isolating in April. Locked down in May. <laughs> But I know I'm gonna change that tune When I'm back on top, back on top in June I said that's life That's life As it may seem Some people get their kicks stomping on a dream But I don't let it, let it get me down Cause this final world, it keeps spinning round Mate, that I was. To, that, I have to stop, mate. You to listen to me. You didn't tell me you could sing. That was really beautiful. It was really heartfelt, <laughs> and and I can't believe you just suddenly changed the lyrics in a clever fashion to make it appropriate. You're a genius. You're a genius. Well, you're, you're, you're very sweet, mate. Thank you very much. Listen, mate. Thank you so so much. That's been a brilliant, brilliant chat. It's been a pleasure. Big love to the family. Thanks, Bye, huge. Stay safe. Speak soon. Bye, Bye mate. Well, I enjoyed that. If you like what you hear, then why not subscribe? Search for Kelly's Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. This programme was an MIM presentation. Thanks for listening. Listener.